Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Many Lands campaign. Of course, it's not me on my own. I'm joined, of course, by my cohorts here. Welcome, team, and a welcome back to Dan, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, Dan. Welcome back. How does it feel to be back after like a month to be uh, picking up Fleeting Look and this crazy campaign again? Pretty good. Let's ho- I hope that enthusiasm continues. I hope I don't disappoint. Uh, <laughs> you've set the bar very high with pretty good, so I've got to hang on to that. All right. Um, so before we jump in today, um, in terms of announcements, now we've got some exciting stuff uh, coming up in September. Uh, as I've s- said once before on stream, but I'll remind you guys again. Oh, should I say this is a shameless plug? Shameless plug! Oh, there we are. Uh, so... Uh, pencil in your diaries or even get a pen and write it in your diaries if you know you happen to not have any plans yet booked in for wednesday the 30th of september at around about sort of i want to say like 6 p.m 5 p.m uh our time that's british standard time put that in your diaries because there's going to be a very uh, uh, one off a very exclusive uh, very fabulous uh, very intriguing uh, one shot uh, game that that we're going to be hosting here um i myself will be one of the players in it and the rest of the of the team is a collaboration of D creators uh story makers um we've got like uh, we've got dice makers like tray makers accessory makers um all of these you know basically massive uh den of nerds all coming together uh to to play a, a one-off game together in uh i think the guy um I think it's Family Fantasy RPG, um, Colin from there, who is hosting, and he so he's DMing, uh, and he uh, is bringing his own his own unique setting. Um, so not the Many Lands, but a completely separate campaign that he'll be hosting for that one-off stream. Should be a lot of fun. So please do check that out. But I said, uh, if those of you who've been following on socials, that we had a big important announcement. That surprisingly was not the uh, big important announcement. Shameless plug! The big important announcement is you may, if you cast your minds back to some time ago, a few months back uh, here on the channel, I was teasing and talking about uh, potentially having a second campaign starting up, that being Tales from the Sword Coast. Now, uh, for those of you who've been keeping the loop, I've obviously said that that uh, has been put on hold for a little while um, due to uh, a, f- a few issues um, there with just uh, there's some scheduling, there's some uh, the kind of the DMs taking a break for a little while, so we're kind of putting that campaign on hold. However, I'm very happy to say that we now have a second campaign that will be starting up. Now, this campaign is completely separate from The Many Lands. It's nothing to do with this campaign. It's not linked in the slightest. And in fact, it's with a whole new roster of players and DM. I will be a player in that one um, for a change. Um, But we have a completely uh, new set of players, completely new setting. It starts off with... uh, It starts off within the Sword Coast from the Tales of the Sword Coast 
you may have seen on our YouTube and on Twitch uh, a couple of months ago, we I did a couple of intro sessions. It was a one-shot that turned into a two-shot, the Amphail Assassin. Uh, go check that out on our YouTube if you haven't already. Um, this is the time to do it because some of the characters from that game now join us in this next campaign that's going to be starting. And uh, the, probably the, the question that you really want to know the answer to is when is it going to be shown so this uh second campaign is not going to be a live streamed game it's going to be up on youtube it'll be released uh fortnightly on youtube uh and i'll also i think because at the moment we can also upload uh previous uh, sessions like pre-recorded sessions up onto twitch so it will go on to twitch but it won't be a live broadcast uh on twitch so it's a slightly different angle with this one um and i don't really know what else to tell you about it other than um like i said when is it going to be shown it will be up um so it'll be up fortnightly on friday so on the fridays where we don't have our um campaign diary we'll instead have the next session from uh from not the tales of the sword coast in fact it's got a completely different name altogether so i'm going to give you a very quick introduction now a little intro video uh that i've worked on for it which is should be a bit of fun introducing the characters and the name of this new campaign so without any further ado here we go There you go. So The Cage is the name of the new series uh, that will be starting up on our YouTube. I'm going to be releasing our sort of um, session zero uh, this week on Wednesday. Uh, so keep an eye on our YouTube channel. If you're not following us on YouTube already, uh, please do so because you'll be notified as soon as we as the premiere starts on YouTube for that. Uh, and then the second session uh, will be then coming up, as I said, on alternate Fridays. So when we're not doing our campaign diaries on Fridays at five here on Twitch, we'll be having uh, the next session of um, of the cage. Um, so uh, as you may have gleaned from the intro video there, the cage. Uh, oh, I should say none of that artwork is mine. So uh, it's 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 all you know, free, free to use sort of stuff. Not going to claim that I, I made that just just, you know, for copyright sake. Um, but yes, um, it's more of a uh, it's more of a plane jumping, plane shifting, portal jumping kind of experience. So a different kind of game to uh, what we've at least got going on so far here in the Manyland. So a completely different offering uh, with uh, Stephen DMing that. Um, anyway, yes, if if that tickles your fancy, guys, as I can see some of you in the chat have already commented, then yeah, uh, please do tune in on Wednesday. Uh, that's when it will be dropping onto our YouTube. Should be at six p.m. on Wednesday. Let's go check that out. Anyway, um, that's uh, enough of a, a plug, I think, there. Unless anyone else has anything to add, I think we should probably jump in with tonight's session. Sound good? Okay, let's jump in with tonight's session here in the Manylands campaign.
And we are back. So, guys, last time in the Manulands uh, campaign. Now, you guys uh, have. Uh, you were looking into uh, these uh, abducted small people and had drawn the conclusion that there were two things in common. First, that they were small people. They were either smaller races, gnomes and halflings, or they were child sized. So they were around the sort of three feet mark in height. Uh, and also, they were in some way connected with the Moonrunners, the uh, clandestine kind of uh, organization uh, that is based just outside of Hilberg, where you guys are. Um, so uh, after after you laid a trap for what you believe would be giant birds that would come to abduct yet another small person using the willing and able uh, Belle Quigley, sister of Bantam Quigley, who was abducted only the previous night, uh, by having her out in the open in the fields while the rest of you, some successfully and some not so success successfully, hiding to, uh, to kind of spring the trap on these would-be abductors uh, then discovered that in fact it was not giant birds no these were bird people uh, otherwise known as the uh, aracocra which uh, funny enough uh, brucon had read in his studies in one beaten and forgotten tome he had managed to pull out of the uh, out of the extensive library uh, at the council chambers so um so yeah this was uh, interesting because uh, these not only are these uh, bird people but they're also of a monastic order as uh, as Brucon had read and the robes the weapons they used and their fighting prowess uh, that soon um, that soon happened uh, uh, during this uh, this exchange kind of revealed that to you so um because some of the group weren't particularly well hidden Malar and fleeting sorry Dan you were didn't roll very well um didn't hide so well the bird people got spooked and instead went for a secondary target elsewhere in the town fortunately the party reacted very quickly and thanks to some great planning by seth giving brucon the potion of flying that he discovered he possessed uh meant that brucon along with potion of flying and boots of speed makes a serious uh, crouching tiger hidden dragon combination and so just flew straight across the the, the town as quickly as he could uh, catching up very instantly with uh, these uh, bird people fighting them in the sky whilst the rest of you on the ground scrabbled to get to them and although the fight looked like it was in hand for you guys it was really the inter the intervention of Leobrin using his uh, using the tongues spell that really sort of proved its worth and really separated the cat from the pigeons i guess um if you pardon the expression um as uh, you then managed to through him work out that these uh, bird people were um working under the orders of manticores on uh, being threatened with uh, with death if they were not to cooperate their masters have been have now gone missing as well at the uh, at the eerie leaving them kind of leaderless and rudderless i guess uh and so uh, these uh these folk have been coerced into finding small people who supposedly carry something uh, of value to the manticores there was also rumors that perhaps the manticores themselves weren't the ones in charge and that there was somebody above them but nothing more has been said uh, than that so far you gather that there um there are a good number of these bird people at uh, their home the eerie up in the mountains um but there clearly are quite a lot of manticores as well, hence they've been brought into line swiftly uh, and uh, with much bloodshed, from what you understand. At least if uh, everything that the bird people have told you is uh, accurate. So, um, 
So whilst you have one of the uh, the bird people knocked out during the fight, one of them, Kerr, uh, gave all this information to you. Uh, and so Malar, Leobrin, and Neris have taken uh, the two of them back to uh, your townhouse to then sort of uh, hold them up for now uh, before uh, awaiting for the rest of the party who've headed along with Bell to the Moonrunners meeting that you guys were due to go to that evening. Um, so... So you guys are heading off that way. But uh, some kind of bittersweet news, I guess, for uh, Leobrin and Malar, as Neris um, kind of revealed then that uh, she felt that at this time that she wanted to spend more time with her uncle uh, and just kind of, I guess, take some time to grieve, which, you know, you, you guys were very understanding of and uh, let her go on her way, although obviously a bit of a hit to your team for now. Uh, but she did, of course, uh, note to Malar that if the Red Mages are involved, let her know and she will be there because uh, uh, she ain't going to let that slide. So uh, while uh, while the three of you, uh, or should I say the two of you now, Leobrin and Malar, have uh, headed uh, back to the townhouse with your charges, um, the rest of you, um, I should say, um, having uh, sort of dusted off after the skirmish, having sweet-talked, I guess, the guards into just letting you get on with your investigation and, and whatever you need to do. But you were warned by uh, by the lieutenant's uh, Seam Devil Blight not to... Uh, uh, not not to maybe leave captives here and try and lure manticores into the town because that 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 is not going to go down well with anyone uh, in the in the constabulary and they will uh, be forced to, to take action if that is what you choose to do. Anyway, so with that little warning in mind, you guys then headed on to your meeting with the Moonrunners to see uh, to see what it is that they have planned and what how it is that you guys could perhaps, I don't know, work together. Um, so as you're on your way there, actually, this would probably be a good time to clear it up, actually, between uh, the three of you. So um, Brucon, Seth, Fleeting, what's what's the plan here? Uh, we're still going towards the meeting, aren't we? Yeah. So, uh, what do you want to get out of the meeting, should I say? I don't, I don't know, know if this is something we might discuss between you. <laughs> Just go there and see what they have to say, sort of thing. I can't remember what the cat person invited us. Oh, God, we're taking directions from small woodland creatures. Wasn't um, the, so... the cat was, um... Oh, no, the cat was the Moonrunners thing, wasn't it? That's right, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she, that was the one who invited you to the meeting, Cat. Yeah, that's yeah. right, and Belle's now taking you there. Yeah. All right, we so, were going to get information, but now we're going to give them information. Well, I mean, knowing what they know and then filling in any gaps seems useful. They've never known anything, though. <laughs> Pooling the resources, you never know, could could could, uh, could warrant some success. Um, so as you guys head over there... Um, so you head out of the main gates of the town, sort of round uh, round the palisade, following it in a sort of uh, rounding to the to the north. Uh, you can see again the mill in the distance, and you remember that this was where you went before, Seth, when you were um, sort of uh, clued in on a, on a meeting there. So it's the same location. Belle's leading you there this time. She seems uh, very happy. Um, to be walking side by side, rubbing shoulders, if you like, with uh, with these would-be heroes that you guys now have sort of been elevated to that kind of status in the town. You're well known for for the deeds that you've carried out so far. Not not as well known as Leobrin, who really is like the the figurehead. He is he is the celebrity of the group, having 
done many good deeds in the downtime. For the, for the, quite, quite literally, Marshall could walk around the town just saluting everyone. Um, but yeah, she seems. I love you, very keen to be in I love you, random citizen. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Yeah, that's very much the feel. Um, so as Belle leads you there, she's uh, sort of chatting excitedly. Uh, oh, we have not had so many n- n- members to, to to come to to a meeting uh, in, in such a long time. Uh, as I I remember uh, the last time you came yourself, it was uh, a very good night for me and for you, maybe. Eh? We're not coming as new members. Get over that last part. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, um, it is not. Uh, it is a long time since we've had so many outsiders uh, come to to this kind of meeting before. Um, so, uh, uh, do you know uh, many of the uh, members here, or uh, or is it uh, just uh, just me that you know of? Uh, we've met a few. Very, very easy to find moonrunners in town. Surprisingly. Oh, you would be surprised just how many moonrunners there are there. <laughs> uh, based on our uh, experiences so far, no, it I seems to... we met about seven in town or so, you know, after about an hour in town. Yes, it oh. seems to be about 90% of the population um, belonging to the, the moonrunners, based on uh, the current uh, probabilities. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, you are cheeky, but uh, you are not far off. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so... Uh, uh, do not mind if you see any uh, eyes uh, in the in in around this area. We always have a few of the um, uh, a, a few of, uh, of the uh, you know the, the lower ranked uh, members uh, that uh, will watch out for uh, intruders as uh, they work as a scout. You see, so so uh, not uh, something you should be uh, really uh, worried about uh, uh, if it causes any distress. I am sorry. That's fine. Let's just get to this meeting so we can go hunting some manticores. Oh, yes, I'm sure this information will be uh, serve you both well. Uh, okay, and she kind of, uh, continues on. Um, you get to the mill, and uh, she uh, pulls out a key, opens the door with a click. That's a big wooden door that then creaks open, and you see inside several uh, several folk. Um, Seth, you would recognise, of course, uh, the... Uh, uh, the bronze dragonborn who uh, sometimes frequents the temple and who you met in a prison wagon a l- kind of a few weeks ago now um, who's there She, I don't think she's still given you her name at this point, that one, a little bit secretive uh, you also recognise so many friends in that prison wagon <laughs> yes yeah. poor, poor old crazy guy who died in episode one crazy oh, guy who died in episode one he will never be forgotten <laughs> Um, you also recognise all of you, Cat, uh, standing there, there uh, with her straight black hair and uh, large green eyes, uh, a uh, cocky smirk she, across she her this, face. This size or this size? No, no, Cat she's size, in human form at human this point. Size. Yes, I didn't make that very clear, did I? She, yes, she is in human form currently. Um, alongside uh, her, you see um, probably not many folks you would recognise, actually, but there are several dwarves. Um, there's a, f- uh, a few humans there as well uh, and it seems the biggest status characters that are there um, are two dwarves who are sort of leaning against a, a table to one side one of them uh, looks very muscular very broad 
Um, he's got very short black hair, kind of, uh, uh, kind of. It looks like kind of dirty skin. Like he hasn't hasn't washed that often, or it's just kind of covered in grime and stuff from from a hard day's labouring or whatever he was doing. Um, he's also got uh, several tattoos uh, down both arms. One that's probably. Um, uh, what are your passive perceptions, guys? Mine's like 13. 13 or something. Yeah, the, the party averages are like 12.75. Yeah, something like that. Like I think fleeting <laughs> probably isn't quite as good. There we go, 10. Um, well, okay, so, so so for Seth and Brucon, you would notice one uh, one tattoo in particular on his left bicep, which is a heart with the word mum uh, written uh, <laughs> on it. Um he uh, only, only really hard boys love their mums. Exactly. Uh, he has, uh, but several tattoos of birds, daggers, other other sort of things. You know, he's got full on sleeves of, of tattoos. A large brow. He's got scars over one eyebrow. Kind of beaten uh, eyes and uh, a thick moustache and stubble. The other um, seems to be very bushy, wearing like full-on uh, leathers. Looks kind of like a roadie, actually. This the second one. He's kind of leaning uh, with his feet up on the table. His chair is up on two legs as he leans back into it, and he seems to be playing with his very long, uh, already braided hair. But he seems to be making other braids uh, of his of his dark hair as he uh, as he uh, sits there. Uh, seems to not really have a care in the world. Uh, uh, this one uh, and uh, you get a, an instant uh, smell which you think perhaps could be emanating from this individual uh, smell kind of I guess of uh, hmm. it's kind of a, 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 a maybe a freshly cut grass kind of smell a bit more pungent perhaps uh, maybe the, you know that slight kind of slight mouldy smell that's anyway the, the very um uh, a, very, a, a very interesting aroma that uh, unmistakably would be from some sort of narcotic that that's, goes without saying. Oh, there it is. I need to stop smelling people when I walk in the room. <laughs> it, just, it just hits you straight away, this smell. Um, anyway, they uh, these two look up at you. The, uh, the the one in leaning back in the chair doesn't really move all that much, just kind of nods in your direction. The other stands up, places both of his powerful looking uh, hands over the over the table ah oh, so uh, so we've got visitors uh, heard you were coming please uh, come on inside uh, Bell could you uh, get the door behind him thanks love is this the guy who loves his mum sorry that is the one who loves his mum yes because oh 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 we see it I, I will do this now and she closes the door behind you you're kind of ushered in. The room isn't very well lit. Um, there's uh, one sconce uh, at one end of the room. It, there's, a, there's a dimness here. Um, it's certainly sets a mood for you. The Moonrunners, you know, shadows, darkness. It's it's all almost cliched in what you would imagine uh, this kind of uh, meeting to be like. Um, anyway. Is there catering? Uh, not that you can see, um, but you'll f- you make a perception check, see if you can spot anything else in the room that could indicate as such. Uh, uh, 20, non-natural. Okay, well with a 20, obviously this is a mill that you guys are in, it is a functioning mill, and uh, as well as intermingled with that smell of, uh, of the narcotics, you also get the... Uh, uh, you can get the smell of freshly baked bread wafting from somewhere, uh, perhaps in a in, in a 
in an outbuilding or somewhere nearby to this location. It's an um, old factory roller coaster in here. My God. There's all sorts going on. I mean, as I said, an outbuilding, perhaps not actually in inside uh, this, this place. What's next? Fish and yeah. chips? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Moon is just I, like, like I regret festival. mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, I regret mentioning that because I'm hungry. <laughs> oh no! So now, no. Now let's let's not talk about food. Um, but uh, I'm just updating my notes. Secret meetings equals no eatering. <laughs> Easy come to. Anyway, the uh, the one who loves his mum, who was uh, referred to as Cyril by uh, by Bell just then, for those who are paying attention. Uh, kind of looks between the three of you. So, uh, interesting group you've got here. Uh, tell me, Cat uh, says you uh, had some information regarding uh, these missing persons have been around the town. Yes, we've uh, we've unfortunately only been able to discover who's taking them, why they're taking them, and where they're taking. Them. And this, he we haven't, got, a, we haven't got much to go on, really. One of his thick eyebrows raises right up, uh, and a nod of approval comes from him. Right, uh, seems we uh, seems we underestimated you. <laughs> so, um, is this information you care to share with us, or or is this uh, you coming here to gloat? It's why we've come share information and hopefully get them in return well uh information is part of our trade so uh i'm sure we can uh help each other out you know <laughs> so uh tell me who are these people that have been taking the people why are they taking the people and uh where are they taking them to in no particular order are other people like listening to our conversation are we like addressing the room or is it just talking to him you you're addressing the room everyone else is silent and kind of yeah, gathered this, around this, this, this guy's got big head honcho vibes he's got some head honcho vibes sure yeah so we discovered they're being taken to the to a place called the Erie in the north wasn't it northwest, northwest yes northwest, yeah northwest by the Arakrokras who have been to, um, forced to by a group of manticores. We've captured some of the people being take, uh, taking them, and we've got their word that the people are alive. So your people are alive, and we plan to go and um, collect and try and retrieve them tomorrow. All right. Um, excellent news indeed. Uh, he turns to the uh, to the relaxed-looking dwarf. Uh, at his side on the table. Reg, uh, do you, uh, have you heard of this place, the uh, the Eerie? Ring any bells to you? After a long moment, the uh, uh, the other dwarf takes his feet down from the, from the table, just kind of leans forward. Oh, no, no, it's not something I've, uh, I've heard of before, but uh, uh, I assume it's somewhere in the mountains, is it? Deduction. Somewhere in the mountains, it seems. Uh, so, uh, well, perhaps, uh, perhaps it's in the uh, uh, in a direction we might be interested in, uh, Cyril. No. Uh, well, way to play our cards openly to the to the people there. 
Reg, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, if you're looking to head into the mountains that divide Burekrin from Rachir, that's an area that we happen to uh, have, well, shall we say, uh, a few connections in. We, uh, It's a place we move through frequently. So uh, if you're offering uh, that this place is out in a mountain somewhere, uh, is somewhere we could definitely get you to you know, relatively, uh, unseen. Uh, I don't think we actually want to be unseen because a manticore is going to be coming along as we're travelling and we plan to be very seen by it to take it down on the way. Oh. Not as subtle as you or I, Reg, uh, or the rest of you lads here, but still, taking on a manticore, that's uh, that's the stuff of books, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, don't let me stop you if that's what you want to do. Uh, hmm. Well, uh, but not, there uh, is something you could help us with. Go on. The, per- the person who's controlling the manticore. Oh. There's an organ. There's an organization that's controlling the manticores. They're trying to ke- take the small ones because they're looking for a certain small individual. Right. I trust you know of the fire that happened three, four nights ago at the yes, Flaming uh, Jack. Yes, we heard uh, and we saw. Uh, I believe the the one they're looking for is the proprietor, Jackson Something Bottom. <laughs> We figured it was arson, you know. Jackman's a little bit of a dodgy character. We've had a couple of run-ins before, but, uh, well, that's certainly interesting. Uh, So, sorry, you were saying... They're they're looking for this, and I'm going to minor illusion a picture of the bone dragon dagger. Oh, good call, good call. And the, Mm. the person who's controlling them is called Damon, and I'm going to minor illusion a picture of Damon. He leads the organization known as the Red Mages, and they are controlling the Manticores to capture your people looking for the Bone Dagger. Hmm. He uh, starts, he turns to Reg um, and a couple of his other uh, cohorts and starts uh, speaking in Dwarvish. Um, just, which obviously Brucon you're going to understand um, yeah <laughs> um, he said well Red Mages that's uh, it's not from round here is it I think it's something I might have to take with the eye rups it seems pretty big for us yeah and one of the others is like oh well, I mean, if, if that's what they what they say is true of course I mean I don't know it's, it's, it's pretty really the thing and Reg just very loudly just says, says in common Oh, come on, Reggie. If they say it's the Red Mages, I'm sure it's the Red Sorry, Mages. Is this, is this Reg talking or being addressed? Uh, Reg is now talking, yeah. So he's the slightly <laughs> higher <laughs> yeah, gangster <yeah>. one. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm sure. It's, you know, if it's the Red Mages, it's fine. I mean, yeah, he said there's only one. I mean, you know, it's. It, I'm sure it'll be fine. There's nothing to worry about, Reg. Seriously. <clears throat> so, yes, you're saying the Red Mages are involved and uh, this Damon character's leading them. Oh, are you saying that 
ease behind the manticores as well. To try and capture small folk while looking for Jackpin. Right. He's so maybe Jackpin's doing it under the, the, the under the other guys. Yeah, he's they're maybe doing it under the guise of other things. The Aracrocras don't know their true intentions. But this is what they're this is what they're truly looking for. Well, I can't deny that we're uh, obviously want our people back. Some of us here have loved ones who are perfectly innocent that have been uh, taken into this matter. Um, he looks to one side. You see a, a kind of straggly head uh, human. Um, he looks looks quite anxious um, and kind of has a. He's kind of brushing uh, bits of uh, bits of wood and sawdust uh, from his beard a bit nervously um, and, and suddenly blurts out uh, blurts out we've got to get my boy back we've got to get Will back please alright Bracken seriously let's just let's calm it down right yes as I said perfectly innocent people that lives are at stake um, obviously uh, if Brucon leans at, over at this point and says uh, j- sorry to correct you you did say uh, some innocent people Yes. Just wanted to be clear. Some innocent people have been taken, yeah, sure. I'm not yes. saying that uh, we don't know everyone who's been taken. I mean, the woes that we know of, uh, well, with the exception of Hugo, I guess, are what we would call innocents. Uh, uh, I've said nothing to do with this matter, but when you sign up to the Moonrunners, you know that it comes with certain risks. It's nothing that Hugo wouldn't have already, you know, maybe not been prepared for this entire circumstance, but certainly... You know, there were risks with the job. There were risks with his line of work, and there's risks when you con as many people as Hugo does. That's how it I, is. I, I understand when you when you say innocent, this is like innocent, right? Got you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, the child is innocent. Um, the boy, and uh, well, the uh, the brother of Bell there, uh, he's uh, well, he's nothing to do with us, but he's a bystander nonetheless. And you know, this kind of. It's not a fitting end to, to these people, for sure. So, uh, obviously, if you're intending to go there and liberate these people, uh, it would be much appreciated by us here at the Moonrunners, for sure. And what form will this appreciation take? <laughs> uh, like a dwarf who speaks my language. Obviously not dwarvish, but the language of money. <laughs> well, let's see. When it comes to favours, I mean... Uh, the Moonrunners here can uh, get you all kinds of uh, contraband, uh, other goods that perhaps you won't be able to find in any stores. <laughs> we're uh, we're smugglers, really. We uh, we handle stuff across borders. That's that's entirely our job. Although we do move a few people around as well, of course. So as I said, if you need to get anywhere without really being seen, let's say you have a favour, you can call in with us. How's that sound? A favour with a criminal organisation. Hmm. Seth, what do you think? Better than the other uh, promises we've received for going and killing monsters. Yes, it's much more liquid. Yes, I agree. That's a problem with a lot of folks. They don't understand the true currency, you know, dealing with uh, fellas like yourself. You, I think there are a lot of people that have been taken, though. If uh, 
would you be able to provide any sort of uh, means of transporting them back to the town? We uh, seem to be lacking horses and carriages to get them back. Well, as I said, we're uh, used to moving people from one place to another with uh, uh, discretion being uh, the watchword. Now, uh, perhaps we can arrange for uh, transportation to uh, meet you at a, at a point around uh, around the mountains, and that way, those you liberate, we can uh, hop straight onto the carriage and away they go. I'm sure Red here can uh, sort out the finer points, you know, being the route master and all. Oh, come on. I all, yeah. Well, I suppose I like the open air, so that's... Uh, yeah, all right then. You see? Sounds like a good plan. Um, I suppose you can tell us exactly where this eerie is that you're going to. That way we can, uh, you know, with Reggie, you can work out exactly where you would meet. Yeah, um, maybe, sort of, a little. Uh, we, we might have to get back to you on that. Um, we, we, we have a map, but we don't have a map for understanding where the map for the map is, if that makes any sense at all. Which it doesn't. But anyway, uh, stick a pin in that one. We'll get back to you. When we, when we leave, we could stop. We could stop uh, by Bells in the morning uh, when we're leaving with um, a location on the map for you. Meet yep. us in a couple of days. That's bells, that's uh, agreeable to you. Oh, uh, we uh, we still uh, yes, uh, we we could do that. Uh, I would do anything for for Zephy. He is a, a reliable and a strong pair of fans. <laughs> Furious chewing from James, <laughs> and uh, obviously Sarah looks a little suspiciously at uh, Belle for a moment. There is essentially heart shapes appear in her eyes. Right. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, how, how like a... tell us the fleeting look? Good question. Fleeting. How? How did you feel about that? Oh, throughout this entire conversation, Fleeting has just been staring directly at Bell, stroking his hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, at this point, the uh, uh, cat speaks up. Um, Cyril, uh, it probably is worth bearing in mind that uh, our friends here have uh, have some, uh, how you say, um, a couple of new uh, recruits uh, in their numbers uh, who are supposedly going to be, I guess, leading them to this location. A, a couple of the bird folk, wasn't it? Uh, Aracocra, I think, is what uh, the, the is the preferred um, uh, term. But um, yes, we, we, we've uh, we've managed to uh, persuade um, two of the, uh, the the bird folk to, um, uh, I suppose you'd say, uh, um, cross uh, cross the cross the ranks and uh, or cross the picket line and uh, and join on our side. They'll be helping us locate the eerie. Sienna, and in exchange, uh... they won't be getting punched in the face. Sienna, it works, for, it, works well for everyone. It's a it's an astute observation, Sienna. Uh, a very good point. Um, so yeah, um, 
with those fellas in your company, you're definitely going to be sticking out on your, your travels. But it also means you've got a, pair, a couple of pairs of eyes in the sky for helping with the rendezvous. So that should... Uh, maybe it could, uh, could prove beneficial to you. But uh, on the subject of these uh, aracocra, as you say, uh, what's your relationship with... Uh, with those guys, where what's their what's their shtick? We didn't kill them, <laughs> and so that the most important piece of information. Kill them. Well, with life there is possibilities, isn't there? <laughs> but uh, well, you said they're in somewhere called the Eerie. Now, uh, what's their connection to this place? Is it a uh, fortress? Uh, is it? Uh, uh, an underground base. What sort of place is it? I think, considering they're bird people, it is not underground. Well, you know, I, we, it's, uh, this is the first I've heard of bird folk. I didn't want to uh, assume anything. You know what they say about uh, assumptions. It seems to be a monastery of some kind, from what I could tell. They uh, they they practiced a. a, a sort of uh, a variant form of the martial arts that I, uh, I've i learned uh, in, in my um, time studying at the Baokfang Monastery, although it, their techniques are not identical. Um, so uh, I, I would say they seem to be um, students of, uh, of of the arts martial and possibly philosophical as well, although they're um, rather junior, so uh, uh, entry level best. Would you say, rather, you know, away from civilization, no... Uh interloping from any outsiders what this uh, this society that uh, almost nobody had ever heard of and thought was uh, in, in mythical if they had heard of it uh, for centuries beforehand yes, yes I think it's, fair to yes. Say, think it's fair to say that yes they're, they're somewhat on the isolated side yes well and he kind of grins uh, on, on hearing your words reaffirming what he already had a hunch about well uh, if these uh, folk are such that they can be reasoned with uh, perhaps perhaps that could be a useful location for uh, our uh, operations as well uh, possibly you can... it depends on how how fluent you are in bird speech well you uh, obviously to get this much information from the bird folk you must share some kind of language with them so perhaps uh, uh... we have a we have a workaround ah well perhaps this workaround can be used to uh Sweeten the pot, if you like, with our deal. So, if you were able to convince this folk that maybe uh, some of us lot can use some of their facilities to uh, our own ends for moving people, moving items around across the border, well, maybe we can uh, give you some kind of uh, financial or otherwise uh, lucrative uh, compensation. Hmm. Interesting idea. We'll have to give that one some thought, I think. Well, <laughs> let me know how you get on either way, and uh, we'll work around what you come up with, I guess. We'll work around your workaround, if you like. Well, that being said, uh, unless anyone else here has any other business, uh, I think we have everything we need from you lot and I hope you have everything you need from us you the uh, the turquoise one in the corner there yeah with the hammer you uh, 
Anything you'd like to add? Um, no. You mentioned that, you know, we'd get a favour from you in the future. What kind of favour could we have? What kind of favour do you desire? Well, I, I think we should kind of have some rules about it. Like, I mean, the only favours we've really agreed to in the past are ones where no questions are asked. So if we could have a similar kind of deal, that would work quite well. Oh, you mean as in a quid pro quo? Uh, uh, you know, we, we, we offer you a favour and it can be literally anything and you can just say what it is and we have to agree to it, that kind of that kind of thing, was it? Exactly that. I'm glad you understand. Well, yes, uh, blank, uh, blank check seems like a good uh, a, a good metaphor well, to I can, I can see why that's uh, tempting, but of course, uh, <laughs> uh, we uh, have a limited skill set and so what we can offer to you, to you is not going to be beyond the realms of possibility you know you can't we can't promise you the earth what we can promise you however is uh if you as i said if you want to be uh, if you want to call in a favor in terms of uh, equipment in terms of uh, lodgings in terms of movement in terms of uh, otherwise being unnoticed or having your problems simply go away then you know it's something we can definitely arrange. Of course, if you're looking for more of a favour of the uh, more sordid variety, my friend, uh, again, it's something we can probably arrange. So if we say that it has to be something you can physically do, but it can be anything that you can physically do, Anything that we can work. physically do or anything we can physically give, then yes, I guess. Within reason, okay. Obviously... I think it goes without saying that uh, you don't want to cross the Moonrunners. We're just one chapter, you see. <laughs> They're all around Burekrin and beyond. So you make an enemy with us and uh, you're going to spend the rest of your life looking over your shoulder. It's not the best best way to do things, is it? I'm sorry, I, uh, I zoned out for a moment there. Uh, we, we, would, we went from um, discussing the, the nature of uh, your um, f- favour for us uh, and, uh, and then seemed to go straight to threats of physical harm. Well, just to fill in the blanks, uh, my learned friend, uh, <clears throat> what I'm saying is, is that you get a favour, but if you take the piss then we're going to take more than the piss out of you. Does that seem fair? No, not really. No, if, if we took the piss, then you taking the piss would, would be eminently fair. Um, no, I'm saying... No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm saying if you take the piss, then... Why do you want our piss? <laughs> I see you're not from around here, uh, Master Elf. <laughs> What I'm saying is, is that if this favour is ludicrous, then uh, we may have to uh, forcefully decline your request. And if you, know, you, you try and cross no us, if you try and cross us, <laughs> be sure it's not going to end well for you. So I'm saying, remain on our good side if you know what's good for you. All right. No, you can say no first before the forceful no part, Fred. But there's not as much flair, is there? There's not as much theatre to that, is there? I'd also, I also have a question about 
you're you're asking us to go and deal with manticores, and if we don't go and deal with manticores for you, you're threatening us. Does that mean that no, uh, be no. Willing to just, just to be just to be clear here, I'm saying whether you if you don't deal with the manticores, not our business. If you do deal with the man- manticores, great. If you bring back those folk that have gone missing for us, then we shall reward you with a favour. That is the proposition. And if you don't like the favour that we ask for, you'll kill us. Uh, yeah, well, maybe not kill. It depends on the severity of which you... you uh, uh, the, the grievance, I guess. And it sounds like we'd, it sounds like we'd be better off just leaving now. What's Mommy Boy's name again? Uh, Cyril. Cyril. Kill. <laughs> just I th- what I'm trying to spell out to you fine folks here is that the Moonrunners is a very large organisation we are but a small part of that and all I'm saying is that for your own good it's worth having a powerful ally of the Moonrunners rather than a powerful enemy so wherever you go about doing do whatever you like just make sure that you don't get on the wrong side of the Moonrunners is that understood? Yes. Uh, I lost interest a few minutes ago. <laughs> While we're gone, just find, find some information about Damon. And I turn and leave. Uh, and uh, Brucon will turn and, and follow him. Well, he's a cocky shit, Bell. I can see why he, uh, he's taking your interest. Anyway, fellas, back to the meeting. And yeah, you guys start leaving and he... Uh, and uh, as as uh, this door starts closing, as Bell clo- kind of closes it behind you, gives you a, gives a little wave to you guys, uh, turns back, uh, and you hear. So, Vice Master, uh, when when does the Master return to 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 the meeting with us? And that's the last you hear as the door closes. So, uh, guys, with that information and uh, with that exchange over with, where what have, where are the three of you heading now? Uh, to try and find information about Cyril's mum that we can tell her later if necessary. <laughs> Good call. Uh, okay, well, uh, Brucon is not doing that. <laughs> Brucon's uh, going to um, continue to try and pin down more information about the location of the Eerie. Um, you know, they're looking back through the book, um, checking. Uh, records um, about uh, the, the it's the Ratgarit mountain mountains where the the yeah. sub, the Eerie's generalized location is, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, Brucon's going to go and hit the books again. Sure. Um, okay, Brucon, make a just make a general intelligence check for me, please. Just intelligence. Just intelligence. Okay. Also, yeah, just also known as a roll of a twenty-sided dice. Ah, oh, zero modifier. Okay, fair enough. Zero modifier. So thirteen is the roll there. Well, well. In fairness, you only needed a ten. So with a thirteen, uh, you you before you go and hit the books, the first that you realise, you know, the first thing you're going to need to compare this roughly drawn map in the book uh, is, you know, as a point of comparison, is is more of a. a you know, more of a, a, an up-to-date map of the area. And it just so happens that you know somebody who carries uh, a map of this area. Uh, in fact, he, he is one of the party who's with you in the meeting. Um, Seth carries a map. Uh, and has a, he is a cartographer of sorts. So he's, he's a good person to, to go to with uh, 
with your with your map. Seth, I hear you have a cart of gophers, and I'm interested in learning more about it. <laughs> I take, I turn to Fleeting. I'm like Fleeting. You're Fleeting is the one with capybaras. Uh, 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 perhaps I, I, I should um, clarify. Uh, I need a, I need help with a map. Ah, yes, I pull out all Wait a minute. Oh, no, I've just realized something. I've just remembered something out of character. Um, <laughs> do, do I remember correctly, James, you saying that one a, a funny thing about Seth is that he thinks that whatever direction he is currently facing is north when looking at maps. Do I remember yes, that? But we're, compar- yeah. we're comparing two maps, <laughs> yeah. so uh, we're, okay. we're good. Okay, so, we're, so we're, before we start, we'll go, okay, hang on a minute, we need to be facing this way. Cool, yep. Where's the Great. sun? Uh, oh, damn, it's night. Ah! Uh, it's time. <laughs> there is no yeah, sun. Com- I'm lost! No! We're, Where's we're the North Star? That one, that no, one. We, no, no, we, no, that we, one. We don't need North for comparing two maps. It's a fair point, Seth. That's why you've got the cartographer's skills, because you, you would know that. You would know that... The- it's, it, you can just line up the maps. I mean, that you, work I, mean it out. You, I mean, you definitely do. By the way, let's just be clear that the, the by far the most useful way to compare two maps is to start by understanding where north is on both of them. But okay, carry on. As long, as, long as, as long as it's the same north on both maps, <laughs> like, as long we'll as it's yeah. the same. The difference and trying to find the eerie on the current one. We're Even good. if it's wrong, as long as it's the same, it, it, you can you can work it out. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, 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 Mad Hat Cats, thank you for following, by the way, has uh, just said, ha ha ha, I adore this logic. Uh, Yes, such logic. Great great logic from the cartographer. Okay, so, so, Seth, um, you can spend the rest of, because it's already 11, but you can spend the rest of the evening, maybe early part of the morning, um, transferring the map to try and work out a location if you would like. Obviously, um, to do this, there'll be uh, a skill check to do so. Um, so we'll be using your cartographer's skills. So it's intelligence plus your proficiency for for cartographer's skills. Or Let's tools, go. Sorry. And I guess you probably want to do this in the comfort Roll. of your own home, unless you have somewhere else you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's let's, let's go back to the range. Oh, sure, yeah. Cool. Uh, you guys can head on over there and uh, fleeting. You can go. Tend to your giant capybara, along with uh, along with Horsey or Reginald, as as he's otherwise known, uh, back at the house. Before you guys head inside, and uh, Malar and Leobrin are there with the uh, two charges. Now, during the time that this lot have been gone, Malar and Leobrin, was there any uh, what what, you, what were you guys up to? Was there anything particular that you guys wanted to achieve while they were at the meeting? Um, Marshall, did you want to do anything? No, uh, no I, like we split up because we're following Malar, but then we dealt with that, right? I believe so, yeah. No. No? no? What was oh. the thing we were doing? I Well, I know that Malar wanted to basically interrogate, I say interrogate, politely question <laughs> these Arakoka uh, uh, with regards to uh, ideally uh, using the open help because he can do language and uh, find out about... Um, if they know anything about the the filter of health or whatever it is that we ah. see if the, the if the two locations match up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Well, you can you can certainly uh, you can certainly do this. So, Mallard, do you, you say you don't have a way to communicate with them directly. You'd have to do it through Leobrin, right? 
not not today, but um, if if Leobrin is around, Malar will. Oh, Mr. Leobrin, I um, really could do with a hand if you uh, have anything better to do. Uh, the uh, I would like to talk to these two <coughs> feathered gentlemen. Ah, of course, we can definitely uh, make friends. Oh, so, I uh, intend to do a little more than that. I would like to, uh, I intend to question them with regards to the uh, location of the, the the filter that may or may not be after. Should be studying, uh, says that music backtrack, though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, do, do I have to, uh, should I be communicating with yourself so that you can talk to the uh, art charges, or is there some way you can give me your conference? Uh... I can indeed um, give you the the ability if you would like. Oh, Mr. Leopold, if that would uh, be too much trouble, it may be more useful. I, I would, of course, share any information that I glean with yourself. Of of course, um, certainly. Uh, let us head to them. It, it lasts an hour, but you might as well get your your full hour's worth. Uh, and I, I guess I yeah, just just trying to. I don't necessarily need to roleplay it, but I just set mm -hmm. out what what it is I'm trying to find, which is this what was it called? Filter of health or filter of something? Uh, um, filter of serenity, I think was the one you or, or uh, Carafe of serenity. It goes by a few different names, uh, but that I know the item you're referring to. So I'll just try and communicate what this is to them see if they have any awareness or if there if there are any I guess shrines in the mountain area that they may or may not be familiar with uh, sure um, okay so uh, for this uh, so you'll, you'll be communicating essentially through Leobrin so no, uh, I cast no. the spell on Malar oh you cast it on him oh fantastic okay in yeah. which case Malar um, ignore that you can uh, make a persuasion check we go <laughs> i mean perhaps it should have been leobrin doing that <laughs> well i was gonna yeah. say if it was through you yeah. it'd be like it would still be uh, like a disadvantage or something because he's essentially talking to you and then you're interpreting which doesn't carry quite the same meaning blah 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 um but doing it directly go ahead it's it's not atrocious but it's not spectacular it's 12 12 okay with a 12 um they uh, they hear you. They're obviously you can tell. Um, Kerr is still quite alert. The other the other one hasn't recovered yet. They're still unconscious. Um, and but he's still quite you know wary of uh, of you guys and and the exchange that took place not so long ago. Um, obviously now surprised that you're speaking to him in a, in a language that he can understand and him speaking back to you in a language you can understand. But basically, the information you get from him just to to condense it down as you say rather than RPing this bit while the guys are gone is you um. It's not something that they deal with directly. Uh, Kerr has dealt with directly. However, um, they uh, apparently they uh, in years past traded uh, with a uh, with a, a group of underground folk. Uh, they um, they have come across potions before. There was one potion above all, which apparently was very powerful, but they didn't know what it was called. But apparently the uh, the master would know more. Um, he's very emphatic with you that you know saving the master is the utmost priority, um, wherever they may be. But they must be somewhere in the eerie, if not 
in the mountain somewhere if they're not already been taken by the, the manticores. These guys are quite low in the pecking order, right? They are bottom of the barrel, these guys. There it is! Thank you, DK. <laughs> but yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Bart. I've realised on reflection over previous sessions that I've been awarding too much inspiration for puns, so I'm like really pulling myself back and going, wait, that's a great oh, joke, man. but I can't give you inspiration for it. Oh, you're kidding me! <laughs> so what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to have another award system for puns that's completely separate from the game, but just like, kudos to you, and that's, then eventually we get some kind of prize or something. In the long run, that's probably for the best, but I, yeah. I remember I'm very sad at the first person to make a pun and not get inspiration for it. A week after, like, a week after using the inspiration, I've been sat on for probably <laughs> four or five months. But no, never no, mind. No worries. No worries. In fairness, I think there was a pun or two last week, but I again, I, I was like, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just you know, don't don't. I don't want to ruffle too many feathers. So just yeah, hey. that, that's how it is. Um, anyway, so uh, that's the information that, that you gather from them at, at this time. As you say, they're low down the order. Uh, and then after this exchange, uh, Brucon, Seth, and Fleeting arrive. What's uh, What are you going to be doing with these uh, Arakokra? Where are you going to be sort of putting them overnight, I guess? Do we have a spare bedroom? You I do. don't think we do, do we? You do. There's, Neris. You... There's the room for Neris at the moment. Oh. I That's think there's seven bedrooms as well, and uh, you, yeah. there's five of you, so yeah, yeah, there's room. Two two guest bedrooms. Uh, um, I'm thinking uh, of uh, a question for Fleeting because we this because we kind of glossed over this when you weren't here, Dan. Um, there was a choice of either there were two places where Fleeting could have his bedroom. Either it would be in the cellar using the beams there and he can tie his feet to the to the beams or there was the uh the the bedroom up on the top floor which equally had beams that you could tie tie to and it was you know obviously on the top floor uh which one would fleeting frequent where does seth sleep uh, in the middle so exactly equidistant now (laughs) yeah so it's kind of well actually no that's a lie um you'd be closer to him if you were on the top floor then you have your answer there we go okay i thought also because then you will be above him just like the the what you had engraved into his hat so that is an added bonus that feel that feels good i can just sense him staring at me through through the floorboards You can just sense him, hear him breathing. <laughs> you just notice a little yeah. hole in one of the floorboards and you can see an eye. Just look at the... No, uh, that's far too creepy. Anyway, um, so you can put he, up the guys... He just, and... therm- he just uses, like, thermatology so I can just hear breathing. <laughs> oh, dear. Deeply disturbing. Oh, interesting bromance. Anyway, so you guys can put up uh, the Aarakocra in one of the spare bedrooms overnight, which they look strangely at beds. They're not. They're not used to sleeping on beds it's not something they do um but they I mean, kind is of the, is this yeah? a fancy old house where they're where they're like the four poster beds with the big frames can they hang off the frame uh or like perch on the frame that's a fair point they... uh yes yes it is it is that style you, you have got four poster beds so um yeah it's they're, they're kind of looking at that um and uh i mean you can you can observe them or you can leave them to their own devices it's entirely up to you Okay, so we're 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 gonna make make we're gonna um, 
get the Jesus out of here first thing, right? Because I don't want to. F- I don't want to face the sweet little old lady. Um, I don't want to face her reaction to discovering that they've shat all over the bed overnight. <laughs> <laughs> like, quick, get out now before she before she spots us. Quickly, <laughs> quickly, escape. So you guys um you want to bed down for the evening and you rise next morning nice and late. What sort of time were you thinking of uh, of heading out? What was the plan? Like sunrise or uh, I suppose it has to be quite yeah. prompt, doesn't it? Let's do it. Say about I'll six, six AM, something like that. Um anyway, you get your long did, rest. Um, did, did uh the, the, that roll of the thirteen, the intelligence check, that was that that got us some uh, a, a, a meaningful uh, fix on on the lo- probable location, right? Oh yes, so that's what. Um, sorry, um, that's what Seth's been working on uh, with the right, map, right? And uh, do you say Seth had rolled? A, sorry, did you say James had rolled a thirteen? No, you asked you asked me to roll a, a thirteen. Yeah, initially. no, that no, that was that was for you to rather than wasting your time hitting the books to you know go to Seth. That was what yeah, the yeah. intelligence check was for. So Seth, sure. what was so the result of your cartography check? Uh, I have rolled an in on that. 18. Plus 18, 18 is that? Which is free. So 21. 18. Okay. 21, yeah. Okay, with that. So yes, uh, while the others bed down for the evening, you, you're studying the map hard. This is the hardest you've probably worked in most of your life, at least academically. Um, uh, although, you know, you have, you've read on many creatures before and that sort of thing, but in terms of drawing maps and, and, and the like, this is this is new for you. But This calls uh, for a montage. It's just, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of him leaning over a desk and, uh, you know, <laughs> spilling coffee and that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Candle wax melting gradually throughout the montage, that sort of thing. Um, but yes, you, uh, you transpose, um, you get a bead on the location. Yeah. Um, the stair yeah. broken and thrown across the room at the end exactly or like uh, when you finally join the dots with uh, two different locations you just go yeah like fist pump yourself uh, and freeze frame end of montage so yeah um, you uh, you get the uh, you get a bead on the location you're very confident in uh, how you've worked this out and the location of this mountain and you've uh, yeah you've affixed it to your map happy with, with where you're going and then you go and rest up everyone else Seth is last to wake up in the morning, a bit groggy because he was up a lot later than the rest of you. But uh, you're ready to head on out. Uh, before you head to, uh, well, sorry to say, on the way to um, bits and pieces where you were going to meet Belle uh, that morning, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to do? Any any last provisions or whatever you wanted to to grab before you head on out, or anything you wanted to leave behind at the at the house? Um, in the, um, as uh, Seth um, comes down in the morning, and, and you know, once he's, he looks uh, open for conversation, um, Brucon um, sort of uh, you know grabs him, addresses him, however uh, you know, however you want to put it, and says, um, uh, "Seth, by the way, that um, that potion of flying that was that was pretty spectacular. Uh, where did you get it? Uh, do you remember that guy who kept trying to sell us the fake magical items?" Vaguely, yes. Stole it from him. Ah, okay. Well, I'm assuming uh, he, he he wouldn't have another. Uh, well, he's currently been kidnapped by giant manticores. So if he does, 
Ah. Maybe it can be a reward for us. Right, okay. Excellent. Uh, an incentive. Just what we need. Okay, there we are. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and that is uh, that is the sum total of Brucon. Bru- Bru- Brucon's, uh, the, the real drug for Brucon now is adrenaline. Yeah, he's got it, that locket as well. Yeah, supplies locket. that we need. Do do we need any more? The, rope? Sorry, the little pouch. Oh yes, the, yeah, 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 yes, absolutely. So uh, yeah, Brucon no, wants to get high on life. As it, speaking of supplies that we may need for this journey, do we need any more rope? Do do we have enough rope? Uh, that's a good question. Um, good question, guys. If we're, if we're going into the mountain, do we have grappling hooks? Sort of thing. I have a grappling hook. Yeah, you got what? At least one. Going to get some more. How much rope is enough rope? Well, I Brucon alone has one hundred and fifty feet of the stuff about his uh, in his possession. So. While I accept that, you know, if we need, if we find ourselves in a position where we need 151 feet of rope, that might be a problem. Mm. Uh, unless other people also have it. Um, more grappling hooks seems like a good idea, though. Yeah, I've got 50 feet of hempen, 50 feet of silk rope. Have we got. I don't know why we... one is nicer than the other, but I have both. Have we got a climber's kit? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a that's very it. good question. That's climbers a very good point. I don't think you do. Uh, Should be studying says if this was written in a book, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings would be a kiddie book in size. Yes, <laughs> yes, it, yes. It, well, welcome to long form storytelling. <laughs> Thank you. Should be studying. Yes, it would be. Wouldn't it? We're on. Uh, we're nearly up to uh, session fifty, which is next week. A very important one. Should should have pointed that out, guys. But uh, yeah, more for next time. Anyway, as we were, um, climbers so kit. I don't believe any of you have one. Let's buy a climber's kit just in case, and we've got two flying bird people accompanying us, so hopefully we'll be okay. But do we need anything else other than climbing kit? Um, we might yeah, have multiple hang on. climber's kits. Do we have health potion? Yep. Yeah, good question. Yep, Brucon's got DOS. Climber's kit appears to work for one person. And uh, on the slightly more menial front, I should say that Le- obviously Leobrin, with his uh, with his philanthropic work around uh, the town, has acquired forty days worth of rations. So those would probably be good to divide up with the team for this expedition. Um, Although you gather it's one day for those birds to fly between the locations, so it obviously could be two for you guys. Well, just for reference, Malar was going to pack, create food and water, which is a third level spell. So. Sweet, very good call. His water food. isn't covered food. by rations, so that's that's a good call. Yeah, we have food and water, quite literally, for days. Four days. Uh, I will ditch the. I tell you what, I'll ditch the food and water. Then I'll pick up create water. Uh, Malar meditates. On. Yep, sound good call. Um, but yes, if we want, climate, you know what else might be. I, I mean, this is very meta, and and you know, uh, uh, it's probably not a great idea. But um, locate creatures, pretty good spell. Um, or locate objects are... if you were, but I suppose you need to have. Seen well, if, you're, if we're looking for manticores, yes. Yeah. I was thinking more of the the filter he was he was talking about. But yes, that's true. Oh, there, decisions, are two, decisions. there are two very so good spells, spells for locating from. things. Uh, yep. Lo- locate creatures is a fourth level spell. Also, uh, surprisingly, find traps not a very useful spell for finding traps. 
or at least oh, the yeah. location of them. No. We've got our magical detector, Leo. I'd forgotten it's more, about that. It's more, it's more sense traps. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. should be called sense traps. Climb, climbers kits are per person. Yes. Then so. let's go buy some climbers kits and let's go. Yeah, and um, also Brucon is not going to be wearing his waistcoat of gleaming. He's 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 going for the subtle um, uh, outfit more than not the, um, the 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 cray cray nice one. So he's in his, his regular monk gear. Okay, uh, so are you head on to, to go? If you head on to bits no, and pieces and meet with uh, oh. Bell there. That's a good. Obviously, that's a general store as well, so you can pick up. Some stuff from her potentially. Gonna arrange yeah. a meeting point with where's close to the area that they know of. Sure. What's up, DK? Yeah. Uh, go, go no, ahead, I'm DK. just. Uh, all I'm going to do is I want to buy a um, a couple of stacking barrels. Stacking barrels. Yeah, like a. Because when you create water, it needs to go into something. Oh, assuming me, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. That makes an enormous... Yeah. It's a good call. Get a barrel. I'm creating water. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Catch in my hands? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Open yeah. your mouth uh, really wide. I believe that uh, Horsey also has a couple of saddlebags and such on it, uh, so you could potentially strap that barrel to Horsey um, to carry that load. Obviously means you can't cool. ride horsey, Seth. But I think for carrying a barrel of water, that's probably a sensible idea. Unless you can just to make my little weekly plug for shameless plug for Order of the Stick, which everybody everywhere should be reading because it's amazing. There's a, <laughs> a bit in Order of the Stick where a bunch of clerics, for complicated reasons which uh, it's not worth getting into, find themselves stuck in a in a building with no like preparation for days and there's a moment where you see that they've done like they, they set up a rotor to create like food and drink and then um like a bunch of them hold up a towel uh or like a big sheet thing and then dangle a gnome cleric above it to cast uh, with a blindfold on to cast create water in order to uh simulate a shower <laughs> really really it's it's really great Seriously, read Order of the Stick. It's one of the best, like, I would say one of the best fantasy stories ever. Uh, and as an additional bonus, it's chock full of light ribbing and awesome D&D references and stuff. It's great. Check it out. Well, there you go. Uh, obviously, we're not sponsored by, by, by that, but, but go check it out. And the other ones are available. Rich. Talk to me, Rich. I've got no, there's no limit to how much hype I'm willing to do for you. Uh, let's make it happen, man. Talk, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk, talk to us. We got this. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, if you're uh, prepping, that was the, um, you can go, as it says, to uh, to see Belle at the at, uh, Bits and Pieces, the general store, and she may well uh, be able to uh, to sort you out with some of the items you require. So uh, you want to get some climbers kits? What else were you looking for? Oh, and barrels, you said, a couple of barrels. barrels yeah. well, sorry, a barrel. That can hold 40 gallons of water, so that, that'll, that'll last you. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, no, yeah, but actually, there is one other thing Brucon would like hooks. to do, um, which is uh, Brucon would like to pick up a couple of daggers. Sure, okay. Um, they may well have those. All right. I say a couple, s- s- some, a volume of daggers. I would, I, would, I would like several, please. Let the number of daggers be equal to N. 
or D for dagger. The number of the counting shall be one. No. Um, Indeed. All right. Yeah. So you get it's, to. It's come to my attention that darts are a silly thing for monks to use as ranged weapons. Yeah. Uh, when they could be using daggers, which actually work with their. I'll have, I, I, I have to talk about uh, about darts in a in an upcoming don't believe the hype video uh, on on monks because it's apart from the Kensei monk it's like they're a bit why do we it's, get these yeah it's exactly like, it's, nice, it. it's nice flavor but it just mechanically no. isn't isn't it great it just doesn't work with, it doesn't go with the class build yeah so um so let's do something about that and and get some daggers which emphatically do work well, uh, if, if if some that look vaguely like kunai or something are on the table, then Brukov will happily take them off the table, but they don't have to look that way for him to take them. Good to Aren't darts like a one hundredth of the price? They are and they fit in your better. pocket. So that, that there is that. Yep. Still though. But yes, for your hey, uh, Damon. Damon got some serious usage out of uh, a dagger, as as, yeah. as far as Brucon's concerned. Anything Damon can do, Brucon wants to be able to do at least as well, unless it involves that icky, uh, that weird, crazy magic stuff yeah. that Brucon does not understand. So we're looking, we're care. looking for the magic dart. We're looking for the magic dagger of stealing explosion. Yeah, dart darts. Leo's mortal enemy. Darts yeah. are cheaper, but they are not monk weapons. Exactly, that's, that's, yeah, that's that is the, the issue. Critical, yes, that's the critical pointless issue. for a monk to have. Well, not pointless, but but yeah. if, if when not you can have yeah. when you can have a monk weapon uh, instead, then you, as a monk you would you would go with that. Yeah. Please, wizards, if you're watching, just just make the darts a monk weapon. Just make hey, a simple melee thrown weapon done. It might be in the new. It might be in the new book they're releasing at some stage in November. Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Very excited for that very excited for that more on that on our discord as well if you haven't joined our discord please do so the link has just disappeared um but it will come back on that screen keep watching that box it will reappear. join us next time not next session <laughs> next time the discord thing comes around yeah just 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 keep watching everyone uh, okay so uh anyway oh. as you as we were saying so you get to bits and pieces and uh the various items that you can uh, you can acquire most of the items so um Belle's more than happy to help you guys obviously she it's not even opening time yet um, but she opens up nonetheless to let you guys in um, and she is accompanied by Reg the uh, uh, the braided uh, hair uh, the br- the dwarf of the braids there you go the, the, the casual dwarf of the braids and the uh, sort of leather roadie uh, waistcoat uh, comes on in uh, uh, to but he's come to look at the map that uh, Seth has put together with a rendezvous point as he is the, the route master for uh, for the for this chapter of the Moonrunners, and uh, Bell um, is very happy to oblige you um, with uh, the uh, two. Was it two daggers you were after, Brucon? Um, at least two. She it has depends th- on how she many has three have. in stock. And how much would three cost? Um, she she's willing to give you all three because it's you for five gold pieces. Sold. There you go. There you go. She does you guys a discount. I will bite your arm off for that. Um, A, Brucon doesn't still does not really understand the value of money, and B, uh, that that sounds that sounds to him like a a solid deal, and therefore he will take it. No Um, question asked. You also wanted some uh, grappling hooks, right, Brucon? We well, we we collectively would like some more. Sorry, okay, Uh, grappling hooks. Now she has she has two grappling hooks in stock. They're two gold pieces each. Three. One, one per two party members. That sounds like a, a solid deal. So, uh, one. How many gold pieces each was it? So it was it was four gold pieces for the two. So um, okay, 
that's awkward between the five of you, but you can work it out. Uh, Brucon, Brucon, again, doesn't understand that money is a, a finite resource and will happily just buy them. Okay, so they are Brucons, I, I need to shop with Brucon more often. He is their big spender from that song. Um, and you probably want to spend a little time with him. What was so, that, Marshall? Sorry. What, what was that item that we were getting? Sorry. Grappling, grappling hooks. hooks. Grappling That's hooks. done. Um, you also were after climbers' kits. Oh, a barrel before we get to that. Bar- barrel, yes. Uh, Mala, there are several barrels to choose from. Uh, she uh, she offers you she she offers you any of the one any of the barrels that you would like. Uh, if you want just the standard size forty gallon barrel, that's um, that's two gold pieces. If you would like, uh, they have some smaller ones as well. If you wanted to get a couple of smaller barrels, um, be mean, three what, gold pieces for two of those. So they're they're half the size. They're twenty them? twenty gallons. So you've got two twenty gallons, which you give for three gold pieces, or one forty gallon for two gold pieces. So it's cheaper for the bigger one, but the the smaller ones might be more portable so it's up to you uh, no I've got a cunning plan for this uh, um, I'd actually so I'll buy the one big 40 gallon and can I get an additional length of rope yeah okay sure um, some hemp and rope not a problem so it's another gold piece for the rope uh, Seth um, how much barrel, was the barrel the barrel was two two gold pieces um, so Seth um, Bell takes you to one side uh, after doing these exchanges with the, the rest of them and he goes oh Seth uh, where, where you are going could be very uh, dangerous uh, I want to make sure that, uh, that uh, Bantom gets back safely but also that, that you get back safely um, this is uh, not much but I, I hope it helps you and uh, she uh, she climbs up into the tree uh, goes to one of the higher branches and brings down a, a bundle uh, in a sort of iron box uh, opens it up and uh, gives you a climber's kit alright the climber's kit is out of climbing range smart thank you thank I'm you sorry, very much Phil. As you what, are what did you do to get this woman's affections mm-hmm. uh, I was me yeah. <laughs> Solid response. Than that, but yeah. Excellent reply. Are you suggesting that there I was anything I would need to do? I love it. Outstanding. <laughs> so anyway, she goes back behind the counter, uh, nods to, to, to the Oberyn, uh, uh, and speaks to you in Sylvan, knowing from your previous exchanges uh, of your heritage and her own. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, so what can I uh, get for you? Uh, I, I mean, I believe we're all after... Uh, climbers kits as you oh, just handed over to our friend oh no I I, I gave one over to Seth yes but uh, I uh, I have uh, uh, I only have uh, one more in stock he's uh, not something we always get asked for um, but I can I can sell that to you it is normally uh, 25 gold pieces but obviously this is an important errand and I can give it to you for only uh, 20 if that is okay uh, sure. I mean, I, I'm, one of us will need to use it. Uh, Brucon leans around and goes, uh, is, is, is now a good time to point out that um, having all of the equipment at our uh, disposal we could possibly need maximizes our chances of rescuing your beloved brother? <laughs> Make a persuasion check, Brucon. Sure. Will we need both climbers' kits 
to stabilize Mallow on a cliff. Fifteen on the persuasion roll. Fifteen. She goes, oh, oh no! You make a very good point indeed, uh, sir. Uh, it is, uh, it is only that uh, you know I am uh, a humble. Uh, 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 a business operator and uh, you know I have to make sure that I uh, stay in business as well but uh, of course uh, without Bantom what is what is my business eh? uh, okay well in which case I can eh, perhaps I can do it for for uh, the uh, cost price um, I could I could sell it to you for uh, for 10 gold pieces how is that uh, I mean it works for me <laughs> uh, thank you Brugon um, certainly. Uh, Bart, you're muted. <laughs> that looked like an amazing rant. Oh, no, I keep forgetting. <laughs> um, what, I said, what I said was Brucon's reaction to this entire exchange is, no, this money thing, it just doesn't make any sense. But never mind, it's fine, whatever. And then just um, turns around and carries on uh, just, you know, browsing, basically. <laughs> right. Okay, um, so uh, while you carry on browsing, um, Seth, uh, so Reg kind of approaches you and asks asks you about uh, about where you uh, where where this place is, and uh, you can compare compare your notes if that's what you are inclined yep, so, to do. Yep. So we set up a meeting point for them to be in about two days' time, and to wait there until that spires come out. Should take us should take us two days to get there, so we should be fighting them tomorrow. Right, yeah, and he kind of looks at looks at the map with you. And says, right, so uh, okay, uh, well, you know uh, that particular location uh, there. I happen to know there's uh, there's an old uh, there's an old farmhouse down that way. Uh, I believe it was once. Uh, uh, I think it's it was like a, a, a lodging house for uh, for miners and the like, and uh, uh, it may well have been abandoned. But uh, that is a, probably a good meeting spot, a good little point on a map, as it were. Um, also, uh, there are a few uh, watchtowers along along the mountains in that area. Now, some of them are are uh, maintained by uh, by a garrison of uh, soldiers from here in Burakrin, probably best you don't draw attention to yourself from those towers. But, uh, like I said, I think it's far enough away that it shouldn't cause you too much of a problem, but just uh, keep it in mind in case you see any blue and whites going along. Sounds good. Alright, so we'll meet there. Nice. And he uh, puts a little spot on your map. Perfect. Lovely job. Do we have the Aracocra, or have we left them in the hoose? I'll, well, I guys. guess we'll assume they're with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're our guys. Flash prisoners. <laughs> yeah. They've just been kind of chirping occasionally. As soon as we... Uh, yeah, you do realise the prisoner bit is going to become the entirely theoretical the very first time we ask them to do any kind of, like, scouting. <laughs> <laughs> or are we going to are get... we gonna bind their wings up? No, we get one scout and we keep the other one down there. Uh, okay. I feel like this is moving towards that always sunny in Philadelphia because of the implication sketch. But, <laughs> but let's but let's move past that for now. 
maybe we'll come back to that question a bit later on. Cool. Anyway, yes. All right. So once you gather all your stuff together, guys, um, is there anything else you wanted to get? Are you uh, happy to head on out of uh, Hilberg? Malar would like to just try and do something with this this barrel. Yeah. Rope. Uh, he's going to take all of his stuff, put it into the barrel, and then try and fashion sort of uh, arm straps. Or I wanted to do this with another character in another game. It didn't quite work, but yes. Uh, okay, so for this, uh, this, this is essentially you're going to uh, use the rope to make straps, aren't you? Make a kind of makeshift uh, backpack with a barrel. Um, okay, so for this, uh, this will be. So if you were trained, are you trained in any any tools that would be useful for this? No. Okay. Uh, in which case I'm going to say there'll be a couple of different roles for this as you kind of fashion this together so first of all I need you to make this will be an an intelligence check just straight intelligence I don't think there's a one that's 17 17 great so your concept is there in, uh, in how you would put the straps on uh how you would then fasten them uh to the barrel and make sure they're secure so that so the plan is is sound okay next um you're gonna uh, need to cut up the lengths of rope uh and uh start attaching them um so next uh make a let's be a, a dexterity check 16 16 good enough uh so yet yeah, you, you measure out the length of the rope cut them down so they're the right size and they're both the same size because that's quite important uh and then finally uh to attach them to this uh to this barrel uh you need to just kind of secure them in place with a couple of uh couple of iron spikes or similar a couple of well so let's say we'll say nails you can get some nails i'm sure some nails i'm sure interesting had an echo there anyway uh yeah get the get some nails out start hammering those home and so for this uh this just just make a strength check please yeah this is a this could be a problem (laughs) depending on how he does here how did you do there sorry Um, okay six yeah bit heavy-handed with the with this one with the hammer and you split uh, the barrel at the bottom so there's a hole in it um, you s- split the wood oh, with your you know nail right now, don't you? you know what we're missing at this exact moment in time someone who can cast mending cast the spell mending but they're still yeah. in town they could drop by that's true actually isn't she she's <laughs> currently <laughs> wah, wah. Um, equally her, her uncle is a carpenter I was, that was exactly where I was going. Like, is she not learning right now how to do carpentry with a yeah. carpenter who does carpentry? Carpent. The skill of carpenting. <laughs> Carpenterizing. Carpenterizing. I am, I am a master carpenterator. I'm not. No. <laughs> we, uh, carpentology. We need ready to go? What was that? We Can I either get that fixed or buy a new barrel? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say for the for the timekeeping, probably just buy another barrel. Right. Okay. Thank you. 
It's, it's a great and idea. I'll just, just that final check. Put it on the back of Horsey. Job done. Okay. Alrighty then. Okay, so now we're with the barrel secure on Horsey, you guys are ready to head on out of Hilberg uh, with Seth in the lead, obviously, with the map. So you can direct you guys in uh, the direction. You've obviously uh, got the two Aracocra with you as well. Just so we're about to leave, I'm just going to say to Fleeting, uh, Fleeting, this is for you. And I'm going to give him a potion. Let's go and just give him the same instructions as Rukon. Do not drink this unless it's really necessary. So this potion will make you stronger. So if we're in a fight that's going bad or, you know, just not an easy fight, drink it. It will last for an hour. No, 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 don't drink it. Don't drink it. I will stop him if he goes to drink it, but no, don't drink it. Don't drink it now at all. Okay. In a fight, if we're going to fight, like, say, say suddenly there are ten manticores around us and we're like, oh, shit. That's when you drink it. I have an idea. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> so there's no confusion. You can give me a signal when I need to drink it. And the signal okay. can be the signal you're hugging me. Will be no. <laughs> Agreed. Use the use the Agreed. Emoji, use okay. the clap on How... This is what it was made for. How about? I don't this have access to it. In when I want I you need to put that for it's a good time to drink the potion. I yeah. No, I I will yell. Drink the potion now, fleeting. That'd be our subtle cue. And then hug me. If we're we're not in trouble, then I'll hug you. Thank you. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Uh, If you don't already have inspiration, Dan, um, you can have inspiration. The potion could save my life. Hug. Yeah, James, your your internet's. uh... You're, you're a bit dropping in and out there. I need, so, I need to stop giving people posts. <laughs> you're, you're on the on the more positive side. We can now hear you again. I think. Okay, so uh, with that taken care of, you can start heading on your on, on your way. The uh, Aracocra, looking sheepish, but coming along with you nonetheless. Uh, heading in a northwesterly direction. At first, actually, you're following the um, following the road out of Hilberg because that heads in the same general direction as where you want to head. Um, it's it's time goes by, you know, w- without without incident as you go along the road. But uh, actually, a, a fortuitous time uh, for you as you're uh, heading up uh, heading up the road as uh, you pass. Uh, well, you can see uh, a caravan uh, up ahead of you. It seems to be heading in your direction. Uh, you can see in the uh, in the sunlight because it's a it's actually a very nice day out today. Uh, that uh, you can see a gl- glinting coming off of this caravan. As they get closer, you recognise there are many potions dangling from this caravan. And if that wasn't uh, signposting enough, uh, you also. Un- hear the characteristic unmistakable voice of Phil the Trader as he uh, recognises you, still wearing the uh, chainmail that Malar gave him some time ago. Oh, hello there! 
Or did you happen to need any potions today? Rickon turns to Seth and goes, I thought you said he'd been abducted. No, that's the other guy. Oh. Yes. This, this, this guy is not a cheat. Ah, uh, I see. Does this guy have... Uh, Sir, Phil. Sir Phil. Um, Sir Phil. Do you have any uh, potions of flying about your person? Oh, no, lad, I'm afraid I don't. Young Seth here kept me an honest man with his potion of flying, but I haven't found one myself, no. In fact, I'm looking to purchase more potions, so if you happen to know someone who has potions of flying, I'd be more than interested in doing a business arrangement with them. What potions do you currently have? I've got several potions of healing. I've got a couple of potions of uh, of featherfall. I've got a potion of uh, potion of bewitchment. That's very important that one. And I've got a potion of detect life. What's the bewitching one? It makes you more compelling to talk to. Oh, I don't need that. <laughs> Must be strong. Must not rise to incredibly obvious ja- gag. So Ooh. do it. So glad um, I had my mic turned off. Strong. <laughs> I have my will save is very good on this character. Oh, actually, young sir, uh, I believe your dwarven friend might be interested in this. I have a portion of sobriety. If you've got a hangover, it'll clear you right up. Brucon immediately, Brucon like moves his full like speed per round in the, a matter of a picosecond, just <laughs> as far away from the potion of sobriety as physically possible. Don't tell me I did it again. Are you hey. sure? Uh, uh, would you like this one, sir? Brucon Chesmack, absolutely not. Thank you very much. Oh, okay, I may have misread you there. No worries. Well, anyway, if you need any potions, uh, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going scouting. What would you like, Seth? How many do you have? Potions of healing. Oh, hang on. We've got seven potions of healing. I have none. Why do you have so many? Because you keep giving them to me, and I just keep using spells because they come back. <laughs> I will give you a couple of potions of healing out of the group reserve. Thank you. Oh, Take I two. see you've set up shop as a travelling potion seller, have you, Deacon Shade Creek? Oh, uh, no. Uh, you I know, know I've been selling any. potions for three years. Trying to drive me out of business after three years. <laughs> that groan from James was amazing. <laughs> um, I think we should stick to work. our lanes, Deacon Shade Creek. You stick to your religious stuff and I'll stick to me portion stuff. But if you wish to buy some, I'm always here. Well, I uh, I, I agree with you sticking to uh, our tracks in life, uh, Mr. Phil. Uh, I don't suppose you have any uh, diamonds by any chance? 
Diamonds? No, I don't have any currently. I have oh, been traded gemstones before. Uh, I know Mallow. where to get Walking some, away. though. No, no, Mallow is gone. He's gone. <laughs> He's leaving. He's out of there. Well, what can I say? Sometimes, sometimes we're like a diamond in the rough. Good day to you, sirs. Happy travels on the road. And he uh, continues on his way away from you lot. Though you can hear him for quite some time afterwards, chanting away to himself. Anyway, continuing on, you can continue on the road. Next couple of hours, uh, uninterrupted. Uh, and then, uh, Seth, you uh, can see that you need to deviate from the road. Uh, and kind of head into the foothills to just because it's the most uh, it will be the uh, the more expedient route for for where you're going uh it's that or you can carry on um so basically it's quicker to go along the foothills because it cuts off a massive corner or you can stick to the road head up towards uh flaming jacks and then at the crossroads you can just head north from there um it's up to you which way you'd like to go well we had the the quickest way uh, while Head we're travelling, sure. can we can we have one of the Arrowcrockers flying above us? Um, uh, it, like um, alternate two flights after like a couple hours or so. You can do. You need to this communicate this with, we them. with um, them. But yeah, but probably would have been something we talk about like beforehand when we were, when um, we had an hour we talked to them before. But just that, like because. Because I imagine that the manticore is coming and see them. So we don't just miss the manticore. Sure. Um, you'll need to communicate this to them. Uh, so how are you guys going to do that? No, so I was like, could we have done it when we were spending an hour talking to them when we had the spell working before? Because we had them at the house and we were planning and yeah, we had an hour going through hour stuff. Oh, I see. So you're saying in that hour you could uh, could could then add that into the yeah all right i'll allow it that's that's fine um okay sure so yeah one of them can be flying up ahead uh and then we'll obviously signal to you if they see a manticore coming it's a very good plan uh so you start heading into the foothills um and it does indeed it cuts several hours off of your journey time uh you then uh you uh are inside of the mountains you recognize Brucon, you would recognize actually the formations of these mountains far in the distance, but it's a clear enough day that you can see them. And you reckon, and you can pinpoint one in particular that looks just like the one in the book. The, 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 the drawing looks almost uncanny to the, like, uncannily similar to the one, uh, to, to the one of these mountains in the range ahead of you. Obviously, a day's travel from where you are, a long way away, but within your sight line nonetheless. Um, can everyone uh, make perception checks as you're looking out in this direction? Uh, 17 total. Well, take some 10 off that and you get Brucon's. Okay. No number you need to worry about. <laughs> Done. 11. So 17 is the highest, right? Uh, so, Seth, you, um, yeah, you can spot, uh, given that it's quite a clear day, 
um, as you're looking at and Brucon points out the the mountain towards you um, again you agree that's the one you need to be heading for uh, in and amongst the uh, mountain range far in the distance um, but as you're looking out there you can just about see uh, one sort of black blip kind of appear out from the mountains it seems to be in the air it looks like some kind of bird perhaps but probably worth keeping an eye on and as you uh, continue traveling uh, for the rest of the day uh, for, sorry for, for the next few hours of the day anyway get well into the afternoon uh, you look up again Seth and you can see that same where that blip was before it's now quite a bit larger seems to be closing in heading towards your location um, the sun is setting um, at this time but you can still see it out there and uh, it's just as the sun is about to set when you hear the warning squawks of the uh, Aracocra above you and then flies down <clears throat> flies down and starts flapping its arms at, at you panicked saying it's coming well, you obviously can't understand it, but you get the uh, the idea that, that that's what's going on. It's the signal. Ah. He either needs the poop or he's found the manticore. Either way, let's just prepare for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yep, solid. Yep, I'm in. If it's the first option, hopefully. Yeah. Right. Are we? To, uh, are we? Should we hide? Are we hiding? So you're, we in, the, you're in the hills. Hiding? There are various sh- shrubs and stuff. If you wish to to hide, that's up to you. The whole point was yeah. to not hide. No, we lure it in and sneak attack it. So how are we going to lure it in if we're hiding? Oh, it's already uh, seen. Has it? Is it coming towards us? Has the arrow, Has it seen the arrow crocker and seen it land? Not, not that you know of. But it seems to be heading oh. in the. It's still continuing in the direction. Uh, Mr. Mr. Someone, uh, worry not. I someone make an Aracocra noise. Go on, DK. Sorry, DK, what are you saying? I, I, I will be bait since I am, uh, I am not gifted such as the rest of you with uh, night vision. So I will, I will just stand here with my torch out and hope to uh, coax it down, and the rest of you should then pout. Make some Aracocra noises with your like the really loud thing you can. Oh, uh, hmm. Let me think about that. And the trunk comes out to Seth's face, and I just blast no, him with a. No. <laughs> this is why I don't like giving people nice things. I instantly regret it. The trunk just takes Seth's hat off and just places it on Malar's head. Oh. Oh. And then he puts it back. Oh. <laughs> he just blew. He just blew his nose with your hat. That that demands uh, surely a violent reprisal. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to glare, and I'm going to slowly walk back, crossbow out, and hide in a bush. Still just glaring at Mala, backing up slowly. So, in the area that you guys are in, um, you know that there is. Uh, there's more um, rock formations and uh, rocky outcroppings and stuff which you can duck behind. There's a few, you know, gorse bushes and, and the like uh, in this area as well that you could use for cover uh, if you were trying to hide. But it's it's generally a more, a more rocky terrain here. But, Seth, if you want to go and hide, go. You're more than happy for you to do so. Make a self-check. Yeah. 
uh, rolled a 10, so that's 21. It's just, it's just batshit, but yes, okay. 21. <laughs> 21 Expertise. was a 10. Amazing. Uh, Expertise, yo. Expertise, yo, and a plus 5 dexterity, because, yeah, yeah, good call. Uh, rolled a uh, 19 as well in your uh, original stats, so it's fair enough. Brucon is also going to um, try and find somewhere to hide, and he rolls a 20 himself. Excellent. So the two of you can uh, hide yourselves in and amongst the bushes pretty aptly. The two Aracocra just kind of crouch behind one of the uh, one of the larger rock formations, thinking that's good enough to hide in. Can I try and hide when Fleeting's not looking at me so that he can't come and hide or hide next to me? I can instantly just predict his plan. Um, <clears throat> you could probably... I would say to do this, you would probably need to distract Fleeting. Fuck it, it's not worth it. He'll never fall for it. Okay, so so you two are hiding. The Aracrocra are attempting to hide, but not very well. Malo's standing out in the open. Leobrin, Fleeting, what are you guys doing? Cover. Uh, cover would be good. Um, yeah. Uh, lesson learned from last time that magical cover is not as good as real cover. Uh, go for the nearest cover. Okay. Uh, so you can make a stealth check. Spellcaster 5. Zip. Uh, 14. 14 okay so yeah again um you find a uh a rocky uh, outcrop just some smaller rocks with kind of gathered in in a cluster um and you kind of climb in and amongst those it's quite difficult to get into but equally it gives you good cover on all sides apart from directly above you um so it might be a good place to hide uh and fleeting look what are you doing i'm going to stand with malai in solidarity and also so i can tell him what's happening in the that's a very good plan. That's very sensible, actually. It's, it's uncharacteristically sensible, but yes, yes, great, great, great. Holy idea. shit! He's oh, growing uh, as a, you, as a person. So, uh, in which case, fleeting look, make a perception check because you're uh, you're the eyes for Malar in the, in the darkness, the growing dark. Sixteen. Sixteen. Right with a sixteen. Looking out into the uh, growing dark of the sky, clouds are starting to form up ahead, and you can see uh, now coming into focus not one, uh, not one large flying creature, but three. Uh, they're in a tight formation, and they are heading directly for you two. And that's where we're going to leave today's session. So, uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so session fifty. Sorry, you've been watching a lot of streaming TV during lockdown. I, I mean, who, I mean, end every episode with a cliffhanger. Before we, be- before we even have you not. <laughs> uh, d- please don't answer that for my own, uh, my my own humility. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, got to leave it on a cliffhanger, of course, because yeah. Next week is session 50. 
50 sessions of this campaign guys i mean i appreciate that since we've been uh doing this virtually that the sessions have been shorter but even still that's a hell of an achievement uh so so yeah session 50 is going to be a big one when the manticles strike uh come and join us for that that's on monday uh usual time at 6pm but uh, before that of course a couple of things going on this week as I said on Wednesday if you're not already following us on YouTube please do so because on Wednesday at 6pm that's when we start drop the very first session from the cage the uh, the new campaign that's uh, going to be starting here on Slice and Dice and uh, on Friday come and join me from 5pm for uh, another campaign diary wrapping up what's been going on in the last two sessions here on the channel uh, thank you all so much for choosing tuning in should be studying just sent a load of hearts to us thank you very much um thank you guys of course for playing thank you dan welcome back uh and yeah i uh, hope you enjoyed and we'll see you all this time next week thank you all and until then stay safe thanks for listening to the slice and dice podcast you can join in the action with us live on twitch mondays from 6 p.m uk time it's twitch.tv slash slice and d6 and don't forget to follow us on socials at Slice and D6. Until next time, stay safe.